And this morning I want to speak to you on this subject. Tomorrow may never come. A number of us, we are waiting in one area and we're thinking we can advance. We're thinking we are getting somewhere. And when, when all is said and done, so and so you look at yourself, you have not moved an inch. And I am saying things ought to change. We need to start doing what God expects us to do because tomorrow may never come. In actual fact, tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow is coming. But the next day when we wake up, what day will it be? Today. So tomorrow never comes. Riddle, what is always coming but never arrives? Tomorrow. So tomorrow never comes. So I want us to go to the scripture, Exodus chapter 8. You know, it's a disclaimer. Good, you know, when, when you are still young like I am, I, uh, young like I am. You know, you, 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 you want to impress and you want to bring some things as in China. So, but the Spirit of the Lord sat on me and He said, just to compliment what my servant was saying, just go back to 2015 and bring that word again. And obviously, the revelation is new, the revelation that the Lord brings upon us even when we study the scripture. You would never say, every time you open the word of the Lord, you shall see, you know, new things because the, the revelator, the Holy Spirit always reveals new things. So I'm going there. Because as you mature, I I'm still young, but I'm maturing. As you mature, you actually realize it takes you nowhere. You remember the first time, mom, when I was supposed to do something, hey, my voice, it's doing that, but it's much better because I'm maturing. I would be here and thinking, what are they th thinking? Are they clapping? Are they giving me an amen? And I would be upset to say, I oh, know, you know, the, the vibe was not the way how I expected it. It was a bit low. Manje. Um, I just come and do what God has called me to do. Whether you respond, I mean, I'm going your servant has done what you have sent her to do. When I saw your dealer, so I am past that stage. But many a times, I don't do things to impress. So let's go. Verse 1. This was a time when Egypt was a place of captivity for Israel. And the Bible says the Lord performed two great wonders. And verse 8, and the Lord spoke to Moses after Pharaoh hardened his heart. The Lord spoke to Moses and he said, go Pharaoh. Go to Pharaoh and say to him, that says the Lord, let my people go that they may serve me. But if you refuse to let them go, behold, I will smite all your territory with frogs. And I want you to underline frogs or highlight frogs. So the river shall bring forth frogs abundantly, 
We shall go up and come into your house, into your bedroom on your bed, into the houses of your servant, on your people, into your ovens, and into your kneading bowls, pots and pans. And the frog shall come up on you, on your people, on all your servants. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, say to Aaron, stretch forth your hand with your rod over the streams, over the rivers, and over the ponds, and cause frogs to come up on the land of Egypt. So Aaron stretched out his hand over the waters of Egypt, and the frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. Bona is man. And the magicians did so with their enchantments and brought up frogs on the land of Egypt. Bazalwan, you are you're having an infestation, infestation of frogs. And then now we're over and above the frogs that are in your land, upon you, in your house, on your bed, in your pots. Now you create more frogs. And some of us, that's where we are. As much as we are dealing with stuff, some of the stuff we are causing them unto ourselves. This is what the magicians did. Then Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, you know, I think he couldn't take it anymore. He said, entreat the Lord that he may take away the frogs from me and from my people and I will let the people go that they may sacrifice to the Lord. And Moses said to Pharaoh, accept the honor of saying, when shall I intercede for you? For your servant, for your people, to destroy the frogs from you and your houses that they may remain in the river only. So Pharaoh said, tomorrow. Pharaoh, are you okay? I thought you were troubled by this. That is why you had asked Moses, pray to your God to rid our land of these frogs. But now you are hesitant. You are saying tomorrow. Why not right now, right here, Moses? Call upon your God. Because the truth is, Pharaoh knew this God. The God who turned the rod of Aaron to become a snake. And even when his magicians thought, we can do this, the rod of Aaron, which is the rod of the Lord, began to eat all the other snakes. Not only that, this is the very same God who has said to Aaron, take the very same rod and, and hit the river and point at the river Nile. And the water is going to turn into blood. This is the very same God. So Pharaoh knew that God was mighty to save. God was mighty to deliver. So my question is, why tomorrow? We'll get back to that. So he said tomorrow, and he said, Moses said to him, let it be according to your word. Because some of the things... Is because of what we are saying. We are pronouncing. That is why we are receiving them. Let it be according to your word that you may know that there is no one like the Lord our God. Verse 12. Then Moses and Aaron went out from Pharaoh. And Moses cried out to the Lord concerning the frog. So the Lord did according to word, the word of Moses. And the frogs died out of the house, out of the courtyard, and out of the fields. This is the very same God that we are serving. He is well able to deliver us from the frogs. Hallelujah. So maybe this morning you are asking, what are frogs? A frog can be anything that stops you from gaining ground. Anything that stops you from advancing. Anything that stops you from, you know, progressing. Anything that keeps you stuck in one place, such as fear. And I want, as I, I, I make mention of saying, What are your frogs? What is eating you up? What is taking your territory? What has taken over your life? Frogs can be fear, indifference, or apathy. 
self-doubt or insecurity, indecision, rebellion, unbelief, shame, guilt, lust, arrogance or pride, unforgiveness, bitterness, bad association, any addiction or any sin to name but a few. Ungati, how is she? The Sam Shutaxi frog. Still a frog. Because you are not moving. Place is invaded. That is a frog. The scripture says the frogs in Egypt were many. They filled that place, they covered all Egypt. They were in the land, houses, bedrooms, beds, ovens, pots, pans, on them, around them. That means everywhere they were, frogs were. And when they can just delay to get to a place, they can't even get into that place because the frogs would have taken over. When you open a pot thinking you're going to cook, the frog would be saying, and? So it means some of them, they couldn't even eat. Some of us, we are disgusted by some things. So when you see frogs, oh, maybe some were even vomiting to say, oh, I can't stand the smell and everything. That's how bad the situation is. So you can see that these disgusting uh, creatures took over the land and disrupted Egypt's life. So it means they couldn't eat, they couldn't drink, they couldn't even sleep in quiet because these nasty guests were even noisy taken over. I can't even make that sound. So it means life was difficult. Uh, Pharaoh had to call on Moses. But before we go there, let me ask you this morning. What frogs are disrupting your life? What is in you? On you? Around you? That has paralyzed you from advancing? From progressing? from living an, an impactful life. What is on you, in you, around you, that is downplaying that which the Lord wants to do with your life? What's seen in you, on you, around you, has taken over your life? God is no longer the Lord of your life, but that frog of sin has taken over. And this morning, I want you to identify, I'm not here to give a speech. I'm here to speak to your heart. The Holy Spirit would do the ministration. He wants to minister to you. We're talking about the God who delivers, the God who sets free, the God who saves, the God who performs miracles, the God who performs signs and wonders. Jehovah is the very same God who is with us. Why should we expect this? Moreover, after Christ Jesus tabernacled here and dying and resurrecting, that means those miracles that were seen by Moses and them are nothing compared to what God would want to do in our time right now because of Jesus Christ and the work of Calvary and resurrection. And I want to take you three things. The danger of waiting for tomorrow. The last time when I spoke about this message, I touched on this. The first thing, procrastination. Delay. You know that you're supposed to do this, but you are delaying. 
to make that decision, to take those steps, to obey God. And that is very dangerous. Because if you continue to do that, the first thing, the danger of, of, of waiting for tomorrow, the danger of procrastination, the first thing, God may give you up to uncleanness or vile passions. Romans 1, 21, 22, and 24. You know, when I read this scripture at first, I thought, uh, obviously, that is why God had to give them up, you know, to uncleanness. Until I read verse 21. Although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened, though they knew God. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. They regressed. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lust of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. We are living in an era, in a time where people look at things and they see things that they can have sexual intercourse with. They look at animals. They say, actually, I can do whatever I want with this. I can even marry this dog and make it my spouse. Bazalana, if you are not aware, I believe, I, I don't think God will, will continue to wink at, at Ungolobuso. We are living in wicked days. Read Matthew chapter 24. You would see even the love of many is waxing cold by day. The things that people do, even in the name of the Lord, among us. Because the Bible says in those last days, many shall come and say we come in the name of the Lord. And they would begin to perform miracles just to deceive many. Let he who has eyes See them for who they are. Because by their fruit, you would know them. But all that I'm saying, we are living in those days. So the first thing, God may give you up to vile passions. You, you, you leave the natural use of things. We hear in Gosiam. It's just that it's full of tuban. The second one. Your heart may be hardened. Have you ever been in the house of the Lord and you meet a sister or a brother who used to be passionately in love with the Lord and for some reason now they are so indifferent. What happened to you? Why are you like this? You used to be on fire for the Lord. You know, you'd be as on worship you. It's like and this person, when they say, let's lift up our, our hands to the Lord in praise, they would be the first ones. They would be kneeling on the, on, on, on the floor, praying. And, but now they just sit, no amen, no giving, nothing. Their hearts are hard. And Abazen, Zisham, please don't blame them. Please don't even turn and look at them. Eh? Beg me. I'm staring trouble. Abazen, their hearts, the conviction of the Holy Spirit, it's no more. The Holy Spirit, they are insensitive to his voice and what he would have them do. Abel's one next. Spuma just excited to go to I pray that is not you. If it is, 
cry out, take me back, oh Lord, to a place where I first received you. I want that first love that I had for you. Resuscitate that fire. I need that fire, oh God. I cannot continue like this. The third thing, you may not see another day. You know, if we were given an opportunity to go to a graveyard, just for a few seconds, what dreams, unfulfilled dreams that you had for tomorrow, which you have never realized? Hey, you see, those dreams would have changed the world. But because they were saying tomorrow, and before they knew it, they died. Some of us, you know, we, we boast about tomorrow as if we own it. We think, I know tomorrow, and this is what I would do. You don't even pray. You don't say, if it is your will, oh God, show me what. No, 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 you know, yeah, no, next year. I just want you to be aware. That is why every morning when you wake up, you say, Daddy, thank you for breath of life. Thank you that I am alive. And Daddy, show me the things that you have ordained for me to do specifically for this day. May I not squander this day because tomorrow may never come. James says now, you who say today or tomorrow will go to such and such a city, yet you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? So, we need to realize our life is just vapor. But because it's in you, we need to make sure that the monkey with my broken suit, but you understand that your life is just a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. Ask the rich man. I think he woke up, he looked at his harvest, he looked at his investment accounts. Hey, he rejoiced. Firstly, he did not acknowledge that all that he had was from the Lord. And then he, he started to put things in place to store up in different places. And he said, eat and be satisfied, O oh my soul. And the Lord said, oh, you fool. You do not know that this bread that you are taking is your last one. So all the things that you've been working for, and I said, she and not having fulfilled your purpose because... You didn't do what you're supposed to do and give glory where it was due. So how to make your today count? Let me just do this so that it's on touch. Late last night or this morning, some of us. The first thing that you need to do to make today count, do not procrastinate. Be decisive. You know today, this is what I am going to do. My mind is made up. My heart is at peace. Because time is running out. Time is against you. If you don't believe me, go before a mirror. A mirror won't lie. 
But go to the mirror. Time is against you. Time has some effects and nice on you. Look at yourself. I'm telling you, things are beginning to. So that's why you need to redeem the time today. Make use of every opportunity that the Lord has given you. Decide to do what God wants you to do. The, the prophet laments in Jeremiah 8.20. He says, the harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved from our sins. If you say tomorrow, tomorrow, things would be happening. People being delivered. But when, when all is said and done, you are still standing here and you're saying, what happened to, to yesterday? I'm still not saved. People are saved and people have been raptured with their Lord. Amen. And Jesus said in John 9, 4, we must quickly, and I want us to underline, quickly carry out the task assigned by us, assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming. Old age is coming, let me add. Death is coming. And then no one can work. So whilst you are still alive, while you still, you still have opportunity, make sure you are decisive. Do not procrastinate. Jesus in Luke 9:62, he replied, No one who puts his hand on the plow. Um servants now, you're supposed to advance, you're supposed to gain ground. But because you are looking back, how can you go forward whilst looking back? Ask Lot's wife. She would tell you. She was supposed to advance and be delivered. But she was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah and thinking, my goodness, my house, my wealth, everything. And then she was turned into a pillar of salt. And I am saying to you, when you are supposed to plow, just plow. Do not look back. Egypt has nothing better for you. Therein you are just a slave. Do not fool yourself, Israel. Those leaks and, and all the things that you are craving were nothing. E Egypt has nothing for you. That is why this morning I want you to burn the bridges. Even the association that you used to have in Egypt. Burn the bridges. Because they are going to make you look back. They are going to make you turn back. Make sure that you focus on the work that the Lord wants you to do. And continue to plow forward. Hello with me. Blow forward. Therefore, you need to be sensitive to what the Lord wants you to do. Be sensitive to his timing. There are some things that you cannot put off for tomorrow. You need today to obey God's word. Today is the day for you to obey God's word. Not tomorrow. Today is the day for you to repent and find freedom. Today is the day for you to commit to the purposes of the Lord. Today is the day to share good news with those who are surrounding you. Because tomorrow they may die and they may be eternally uh, 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 condemned because you, you refuse to share the way. You said tomorrow I will share it. Ask and offer forgiveness today. There are people that I know are struggling from some mental challenges because they didn't offer the forgiveness that they were supposed to offer. They didn't write the letters, love letters. They didn't acknowledge the love. They didn't share the love with the people that they were supposed to share with. 
Today, those people were no more. And I do not want you to look back and regret. Today is the day. If you're supposed to love, not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. If you're supposed to serve, serve today. If you're supposed to show mercy, show mercy today. If you're supposed to be kind, be kind today. Do it today. Tomorrow may never come. If you're supposed to be saved, this is the day of salvation. This is the day of your deliverance. Oh, sitting, I'm sanje. And your household. And saying, Come in, come in, come in. Come in today, not tomorrow. Back your decision with action. Some of us, we've got, we, we are well intentioned. We've got, are my intentions are right? Yo, you know, this and this and this I would do. But it means nothing. Some of us will even get excited to say, I know how it's where vision is. But it's only a decision. Until you begin. How many of you have been going back forever, been going back to school? I'm nothing as next applications. Next year. Ten years later, you were supposed to be now a professor in your field. And you kept on saying tomorrow. So I'm saying today is the day you back your decision with action. Go and register. Do something about your life. You cannot wishfully. Some people are standing before Amastas and they say, in the name of Jesus, you are praying. You are going to pray and pray and pray, but you can never jump from here to here unless you decide to take the first step and climb the stairs. Mfundisi said it well. We need to differentiate between the things we can pray for and the things that we must do. The gap of knowing and doing has to close and it will begin when we take actions to the decisions that we, we, have, we have made. He was tired with Elijah. He looked at Israel and he said, you know what? I'm tired of you. You are saying the Lord is your God and you are saying Baal is your God. But today, I want you to decide. He says, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, worship and follow him. And if this Baal is God, forget about the Lord God and follow this Baal God. Decide and follow. But you are not following. That is why Forever in the church. Forever getting knowledge. But you are not growing. You are not advancing. You are not maturing. 20 years, 30 years, 
Upuma namazinyo, uzela unga namazinyo, usana. Wakula, sakishati za watu wana Manja so umkulu, koko, uluza mazinyo la. But nothing is changing with you. Usakuluma lele, sastor sakdala, ya zunkulu ulu In 1967. Siyabonga, I'll sing this song in 1967. But in course, he is the doer every day. What now, Mupaki, Mudimua, Wawajakobe, Why Israel? Tell us about your God. Tell us. Yes, we appreciate the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. But show us your God. What is it that this God has done for you? And what is it that you are doing because of this God? Hey, Safa, exposed to the word of the Lord. Yes, your life is infested by frogs. In the house of the Lord, sitting under the anointing of the Lord, the anointing that is well able to break yokes and lift up burdens, seeing people. You know, being delivered, being set free, people being changed, being transformed in your very eyes. And yet nothing is happening with you. How long will you be satisfied? Understand, this is what, you know, it got to a point where Pharaoh was sick and tired of the frogs. That is why he had to summon Moses. What I know, something has to be done here. Something has to be done. My question is, why are you satisfied with those things that have taken over your life? Bazalonga, let me tell you something. You see, because I want to wrap up. You see, there are those of us who don't understand. This is multi-generational. You're not that important to the enemy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, you are just an entry level. He's after your descendants. You see, some of us, the legacy that we're going to leave behind is the legacy of wilderness. We've been around the church. To a point where the Lord is saying, how long will you remain in this place? This holy mountain, Horeb. Break camp. Some of you, you came to church. You got married in church. You gave birth to children in church. Loving Jesus the, the amazing way you do, not in a good way. And your children, they think, oh, so this is how church is all about, what church is all about. So they are following in your footsteps. You come to church, you raise your hand. And yet you say you love Jesus. After that, and then you're giving birth and your children, they see this. Some of these things, it's not ama cases. Oh, you have chosen to do things like that. 
this is how things ought to look like. So, when I London, and I want to they've got strength. Ufuzo, yeng. Ukabanguti ya Tugana way. Lalelum Danako. Utabangutum Danaki ya Tugana. Lalelum Zubuluako. Taking the same old, same old laps with the same old, same old unbelief. And we're leaving the legacy of the world that is an unbelief to your children. Abantuanabako, Ubashira, the legacy of frogs. They are thinking frogs are pets. Frogs like her. So we have frog by the girls. But it's a pet. I know But this is that serious. The enemy is not so concerned about you. Yes, he wants you, but he's after the posterity. He's after our descendants. That is why as they are giants in the promised land. We have, they have to fight battles that matter most. Our land is infested by giants. And all that we are doing as a church of Jesus, we are dealing with the frogs that the Lord wants to deal with right now so that he can release us to the promised land, so that we can fight significant fights and battles. You are not called to remain in the wilderness, but you are called to go to the promised land, go to destiny. So you need to understand that this is beyond you. This is generational. So this morning, I want you to say, I'm sick and tired. It cannot continue like this. Can I just, can I just show you something, Mazalwan? You know, there are those of us, especially those of us who are young. You are young, you are pretty, you look, you look beautiful, you are together. And you're thinking the only thing that is going to take care of your needs. Because you are thinking about today, parent. So do that. And they see you. something But my question is, until when? When retirement age hits and you don't look the way you used to look, you don't sound, you don't dress, and when I'm back begging on the side, what are you going to say to your descendants? And when they ask you, Granny, Nkulu, would you say, yeah, no, I mean, I'm trade, yam, yabalan trade. Or would you be disgusted and embarrassed? So today, do not think about that temporary pleasure. Think of your descendants. Think of your posterity. That is why you need to tell those frogs, you are not my portion. There's a bigger cause. Yes, because of the greater cause. Because I want my descendant to possess the gates of the enemy to fight significant battles. The Lord is calling for you.